You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sedano and Cap. Big CY filling in here. What day is it today? Today's Monday? Monday. Happy Monday, Monday. kiddos. What you need to know, what do we got? What you need to know is brought to you by Morango Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Well, guys, the National Weather Service is predicting a huge winter storm that will, quote, plague a large portion of the country this week. The agency said today that the winter storm is going to be extremely disruptive to travel, infrastructure, livestock, and recreation in affected areas. In L.A. and southwest California, it will be the coldest storm of the season and possibly of the last several years. And the storm could bring snow and Grapple. I've never heard this phrase before. Grapple, which are fragile pellets that form around snow crystals. Yeah. The cold weather is Small expected hail, to basically. start moving in Wednesday morning. Ew. Oh. Yeah. I. Uh, we were talking about this up oh. at, and sorry, I was gone for a second. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, Mateo came in and wanted an apple, and nobody else was around to get a damn apple for this kid. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to apple. go do that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, when we were at Big Bear, it was the talk of the town. Like it was just like, yo, it's oh, going to yeah. get crazy because if you know we're going to get a lot of rain to Lindsay's point and it's going to be cold here in LA like coldish um but up there they're going to get like crazy snow like in like a way that like, nobody's gonna be able to do anything on Wednesday um so yeah it, it's going to be fascinating to see how it works out now look ultimately I wish you know and I'm gonna get a little deep here Clinton yeah I wish we had uh, a better aqueduct system here in LA. It's like a hundred years old, and they're now just starting to kind of fix it and fine tune it and get it to where okay, just put all the water in the ocean again. Urbanism, Sedano, let's go. Yeah, but the <laughs> um, but you know, look, this place we we know the drought situation. Yeah. So I mean, wow. at least here uh, in LA, like I'll take the rain. Hopefully, no mudslides, anything like that. But because um, we've already seen that already this week. That's supposed to come Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday's the day. That's why we're we can't practice on Wednesday. Ah, okay. If anybody from the uh, Travis and Sleeva show is listening, where I'll be filling in on Wednesday, I'll be doing the show from home. Thanks. Just yeah. just letting you know. There you go. I know I'm not getting caught downtown in some weird rainstorm yeah. that I don't want to be a part of. No. Yeah. So the apparent uh, I'm looking here and it says that winter storm warning will begin. Uh, let me see. What is today? Uh, well, actually, in some places the it 20th. could begin uh, as late as today. Uh, but we'll go through February 24th at 4 o'clock. That will be the entire Northwest region. So, there you oh, go. dear. I love, 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 love weather reports in local Los Angeles. It's like my favorite thing to watch. On the well, first of all, it's incredible. People always just assume, oh, yeah, how hard is it to do? First of all, there's like five different terrains you yeah. got to deal with. Upper, on a daily lower, basis. desert, yeah. all sorts desert, of Desert, mountains, yeah. right. right, coastal, valley. Like, yeah, exactly. Harder there's a lot looks. going on. Yeah. So. But thank you. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And that is exactly what you need to know. Because get ready. Wednesday is going to be crazy. It's going to be rainy as hell. So be careful when you're driving, obviously, as well. Oh, be careful. Rain. I hate it. You know, Clinton, it's me and you from... You know, the other side of the country. It's like, yeah, it's no big deal. You'll be in like well, a grocery but, but, store and they're like, be careful. Well, well but he, okay. here, but well, ra- well, listen, I grew yeah. up in an area where it rains all the time in Miami, but it doesn't mean that there aren't a lot more, a- there aren't a lot no, of accidents. I know there bad. is. I just think it's funny because I used to have to drive to snow, you know, like three in yeah, the morning I, unplowed when, you know, two in the morning. And I yeah. just think it's funny because people, not funny, but you know, people aren't used to it. And so they drive like very, they, people will drive with their hazards on on the highway and it's just crazy yeah. to me. More people should be driving across the country with their hazards on in the rain <laughs> true. on the highway. Let's not throw shade at that. Just because people are reckless when there's bad weather we situations in other places. At least people here recognize their well, shortcomings, which well, I do appreciate. And at least right now it's fine, but I think, and, and Laura can attest to this having lived here all her life, uh, and I learned this my first year here, now almost seven years ago, is that the first rain of the season is the worst mm-hmm. one. Yes. Yep. Because of what you don't realize is when you're driving a car that is non-electric like myself, uh, your car <laughs> leaks ga- like oil, oil, like little drops, mm-hmm. even like little tiny drops that you would never know. Morsels, um, if you will. Correct. <laughs> and what happens is that accumulates on the freeways, particularly uh, during rush hour. So what ends up happening is that first rain, everybody is slipping and sliding across because the, 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 the water and the oil obviously don't mix 
um, and not a great idea. So that 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 first rain in like uh, you know right before the holidays usually is the worst one of them all. I mean, this far. is big dad talk. We're chalk talking what's going on on the surface of commute hey, routes. I mean, I'm, you, I'm with it. I'm with I am it. An, I am. Nobody actually calls himself an Angelino, but I am like that now. I yeah, I know what's up. Like you, you know, I've now lived here long enough to know the deal. You know, I love it. I love Laura, it. am I right? You we you've been adopted. Yes, you can say yeah. that. Yeah, he's yeah. right. I know the story, dude. Come like no, October, November when that first rain comes, just be careful. Dude. I'm familiar. I'm just saying that like either way, I do not subscribe to look how cool we are. We don't care about weather. Weather could kill you, kiddos. Yeah, for stay sure. away from it if you can. Yeah. That's where yeah. I am. Yeah, keep your eyes open. Right, uh, head on a swivel. <laughs> so, all right, let's get to Russell Westbrook here. Sure. So Russell Westbrook, a Clipper, um. I have thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours first. My first thought about this was when Paul George said what he said about him, and I thought, oh, right. The last time those two played together, Mm -hmm. Paul George was really good. Mm -hmm. I believe that was the highest he'd ever finished in MVP voting. Yeah, he was third, I believe. In his career. Yeah. And I thought to myself, if Russell Westbrook hadn't been a part of – a bunch of goofy trades that were in part due to obviously his attitude, his gameplay, and his results. And this was just a veteran pickup for a team that was well-coached and already pretty good. We wouldn't blink twice about this. But the fact that he's walking across the hallway from the Lakers, the fact that it was so public how he got from one place to the other, I don't think this is a bad roster move. And I also don't think it's like – galactically changing the Clippers either. I could be wrong. Like maybe Hurricane Westbrook comes through and blows up the whole thing. I I just, I don't get that vibe from who the Clippers are as a squad. Again, from a leadership standpoint, not just as players, but as coaches as well. And he already knows some of the guys on the team. Like we have seen things that have worked. Now, how that relates to what the expectations are is is a different discussion, but I don't think that makes the Clippers worse. I, I, and I and I'm I'm not even really even close to that, to be honest. So I agree with you for the most part. Um, I think Laker fans think of him as the Trojan horse, is what I, right. the way it was described to me by one Laker <laughs> that's, that's, fan. I that's know that's good. <laughs> a little mythology um, action. I, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I uh, I I will tell you this. What I know about Ty Lue is. Give me the guys who are talented. I'll figure it out, right? Like, that's just kind of his stance on all of it. It's why he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, okay? Schematically, particularly. Sure. Um, I do think the idea that he's played with with Paul George uh, makes sense in regards to where he would land. And he also still has championship aspirations, which is why he joined the Lakers uh, initially to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis because that's what he wanted as well. And this team has that opportunity as well. But here is my only real kind of position. Concern. Okay. Yeah, that that of concern. Right. This team, oh, I'm not worried about him and Paul George because they've played together. But this team kind of hasn't played together. Like, yeah. like the biggest issue we have is that they never play together, right? So now you're adding another player into the mix on a team that's just constantly been adding players and adding players and adding players. And at some point, that comes back to bite you. I I think even as talented a coach as Ty Lue is and a master chemist that he is in a lot of these cases, and he's used to putting teams back together on the fly because he coached LeBron James for many years. He did. And we all know that there's always a lot of movement on those teams at the deadline. But this has been a different kind of experiment. And for one reason or another, they have not had enough continuity on this team. And the talent is undeniable. We've talked about their talent for four seasons now. But I I just worry, like, can they finally get it together and adding another player having to try to figure out what his role is going to be when you just add three at the deadline on a team that doesn't have a ton of continuity, I just don't know how much I love that part of it. They've made a lot of moves. And in a normal season in which one team was doing that, I would say the same thing. The foundation is built out of sand. You don't know what you're going to get when you actually come under some sort of scrutiny or rather pressure. However, look around the league, George. Teams are uprooting themselves all over the place. And if you stay in the West alone, 
okay, ahead of them right now are the Nuggets, probably the most contiguous team in the league in terms of all the people that they've had and the talent level they've been able to sustain. You've got the Grizzlies, who are very talented, but a bit of a question mark from an experience standpoint. You've got the Kings, who God knows this has been a revelation. And then you've got the Clippers. The Suns are below them. They changed a bunch of stuff up. The Mavericks are too. And then the Pelicans and the T-Wolves are distant with the Warriors trying to figure it out. Like, I I think this might be the year where that kind of shuffle-up does not exactly hurt you comparatively to other teams than it would in other seasons. Now, to your point internally, I do think that might be a question. Whether or not Russell Westbrook is going to be able to walk into a team and just fit with his particular style of play and his usage rate, very difficult to ascertain. But at the same time, this is what Tyron Lue is there for. You know what I'm saying? This is the purpose of his leadership. And I think that a team that's won as many road, they're better on the road than they are at home, which yeah. is something that, again, speaks to leadership. And I, they've got they've got an average age of player that I like as well. It's not super high. It's not super low. I, I, I think this is the purpose of having culture, is that guys, and I don't know that the culture of the Clippers is anything to necessarily be all that pressed about, but whatever the hell you got, you better stick with it because your team is pretty decent right now and you've got a chance in the top four. So it's a risk. Certainly, but I think the reward is much higher than what the what than than what it what it could be versus a team like the Lakers that weren't that good to begin with and still had to figure something out with him as opposed to having it figured out and adding him. Oh, I, I would agree that he's coming to a team with a lot of veterans, right? Yeah. So I think that in itself will make the transition potentially smoother than it would have been with the Lakers, where there was this team of like basically a couple of veterans and a bunch of dudes, like young dudes. You know what I mean? Like that right. to me wasn't going to be a good mix. And look, just the LeBron part of it doesn't work with him either. Um, I am curious to see how Ty, as an experienced head coach, and again, a master chemist, as I like to say, kind of implements him. Because maybe just him, like a second unit with like him and like uh, Terrence Mann. I love Terrence Mann. Like, yeah, like some kind of like Mason Plumlee, who's like a vertical threat, uh, which he's used to. He's played with a number of those. Like, there's a lot of mixing and matching you can do. And again, it's going to be on Russ, though, because Russ, I'll give him credit. And I give Darvin Ham credit for convincing him to be the sixth man on the Lakers, despite that eventually being getting messy as well. But if if Russell Westbrook comes into the Clippers and sees a veteran group and says, I've got a role I can fill here for 20 to 25 minutes. If he does that, then I think that they can be better than they are at the moment. Which is something that I think the Lakers never really drilled down as a role that he could have because they but weren't good the enough. But by the way, I don't know if he would be willing to do the, it either. Well, the also, they weren't good enough for him to do that. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And so this is an entirely different equation. It's possible, folks, Los Angeles, that the Lakers are the problem. That is not mutually exclusive from him not fitting into that team and him potentially fitting into another team. It's entirely possible, you know? And so for him to walk away from the Lakers, you know, get bought out in that whole situation and show up on a team like the Clippers that has a well-oiled machine, I'm not surprised at all. I I think it's a completely different scenario that he's walking into, even if it's the same arena, uh, in terms of who he is as a player and who he is as a teammate, more specifically. All right, coming up next, Shaq makes a bold proclamation about LeBron, and one team believes Derek Carr is a championship-level quarterback. We'll tell you who that is coming up. Stick around. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash 
shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I know Usher is not the favorite artist on this show, but this song was a jam. <laughs> a jam? That is a severely underrated classification for this song. It's a good song, but you know, I got... I got some situations. This is a great song. We got issues with With the great video. Yeah, but do you know the issues with Usher? I know the issues with Usher, but I'm just saying. I mean, music aside, it's a great song. Great song. It is a jam. That's what I. Is exactly what I said. It's bigger than a jam, but that's a different. Okay, matter. is it me or was this not like a song last week? No, there was a, it was a different Usher song. Yeah. Really, I thought it was nice and slow. Are we moving Usher to the oxygen list? Is that what's happening? I oh, mean, I wish I could. I but, feel yeah. like he's been there for you, Laura, hasn't he? Just yeah. personality-wise. Yeah. No. Seven but his music stop. can't. But his. I can't do the music part of the no oxygen. So it's like. Yeah, it's uh, tough. You know? yeah, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, oh, I mean, listen, he wasn't nice. No. He's a jerk. A lot of jerks out there. Remember when he threw fake money at the strip club? That was a bad bit. Yeah, that was that a was bad, a really that made bad him bit. Look like a jerk. Yeah, that I didn't love that. Yeah. Not that there haven't been other bad bits, yeah. but that one was particularly irksome for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Irksome. With that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you like that? I like that word. One for you. Speaking of bits, <laughs> how do we feel about Cappy's thirst trapping? So <laughs> I love okay. his response to it more than anything. Let, let, let's 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 There's talk. Strapping? What do you mean? Let's let's talk. My about understanding this. of that is. Well, let me get this straight. Um, is that Cappy is doing this bit that is becoming very popular, which is acting like you can't own your own honesty about things that you want. And Cappy is a good-looking dude. I don't really know why we're acting as if that's some sort of like, by the way, happy President's Day from the president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community. Shouts to Crypto Ray. Um, What are we we faking on here? Like, yeah, throw the thirst traps out, Cappy. People want to see it. If they don't, they don't have to look. I don't get what the issue is here, George. What are we doing? Yeah, I didn't have an issue with it. I just found it funny to Lindsay's point when he was like, you know, I don't know what a thirst trap is. Yes, but he does. Well, no, no, yeah, he, he said. Does. I know. He he said, uh, which th- again, I didn't even know he posted the thirst trap because I hadn't seen it yet. And he said, I hadn't either until afterward. I saw his response. Right. To it. Same with me. And so then I went back and looked, and he wrote, um, JW because it was in response to uh, Jonathan Watson. Jonathan right? Watson, who we love. Yes. Right. And he wrote something. Cappy wrote his response was like, my understanding, JW, of a thirst trap is basically when like. You're trying to get somebody else to, you're trying to like show off because you think you look hot in a picture. Yes. Correct. That's exactly what he's doing. That's precisely what's happening. Where is this said thirst trap? Because I did not know he posted any of this. Is it on IG or? Mm-hmm. Are we talking yeah. about the I IG? I think it was in his stories. Oh. Or the on? Okay, yeah. There, is, oh no, 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 about, it's a post. Are we talking about the picture of him on the beach or which yeah, one are we talking about? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's Chesticles it. out, looking good. I mean, Rachel looked good. Him, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, what are we doing here? This this is why at the local chapter of the Handsome Man Community Meetings, come on down. We teach confidence without arrogance. We teach pride without hubris. Show yourselves off, people. This is what we're here for. Beto got all mad at me because I asked about wearing tank tops at the pickleball challenge the other day, and he got all insecure. It's okay. Show it off, no matter what you look like. That's what we're here for, right? George, yeah. am I wrong? If you got it, flaunt it. Thank that's you. what I would say. Shake him if Even you got it. Even if him. you don't got it, flaunt it. Do you? Yeah, that's fair you know? too. Yeah. yeah, I'm here for it. I don't got all, it. All this coy. I don't really know what I'm doing. What's that? Oh. For my oh. understanding, Come a on. thirst trap is. Come on. Who cares what people want to call it? You you posted a a bod pic, you know, on the beach. Own it, Cap. Red you look good. Red, yeah. red, red, red flag for Lindsay. <laughs> it's good. no, no. It's fine posting it the on new social media. Coming from Lindsay and Laura. It's fine red on social flag. media, but for me, I do not want to see that on a dating app. That's all. I think right. that's been well established. Yeah, a dating app. I get it. It's different. Cappy's not on a dating app. No, he's, he's not. Right. Not that yeah. we know of. Yes. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's on. So Farmer's Lee only. Bernal just tweeted in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Uh huh. And he writes, when the Lakers got Westbrook, everybody was like, it's not a good fit. When the Clippers get Westbrook, everybody is, was like, it might work. Yep. Coaching and talent. Short answer. Yeah. It's a, they're different teams. Yeah. It's as simple as that. One team is better with a more experienced coach who has done this before. Right. With a bunch of veteran guys. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and whereas a Laker, this Lakers team, I mean, the last two, actually, the first one was a bunch of, you could say it was a bunch of veteran guys, but it was like guys past their prime. Right. Over where that's not game. the case here with the Clippers. And then the second year was a bunch of like AAU players, basically, right. for lack of a better phrase. 
So it, it wasn't a good fit. But again, and, and I think this is the key part that you missed in our conversation is I said if Russ is willing to play a 20 to 25 minute role on the Clippers, then it then it could work. But I, he wasn't willing to do that on the Lakers. No. Too. Like, you know, like that's part of the equation here as well. And this is what I meant by perhaps the Lakers were the problem, not implying that they're doing anything wrong. But if I'm Russell Westbrook and I walk into the locker room and I look around at the talent and I say, seven of these guys aren't as good as I am, I'm going to understand why you don't want to go to the bench. Or whatever system they have working isn't working anyway. I'm playing. I get that. Not the case with the Clippers right now. It's as simple as that. Just just me, personally. They're good. Yeah, they're good. That's, I mean, that's it, it. It's okay. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. they're good. They're better than the Lakers. That's indisputable at the moment. I agree. As I've said before many times, nobody talks about the Clippers more than Lakers fans. This is another one of those situations. I think Russell, Russell Westbrook is just another veteran addition to a team that is already pretty good. The he doesn't is, need to be a big part of their team. No. And if he is, again, that's it's gravy. Issue. Yes. Yeah. Well, if, if he is, it's gravy. Well, I, mean, I see what like, you're saying. Right. But, like, he's not going to step in and suddenly be a points, minutes, and anything leader. That would not. Nobody's, com- nobody's coming to this saying it's a big three. No, not even the Clippers. Close. Not whereas even. that was what the way it was deemed with the Lakers the entire time. Yeah, at I mean, least initially. Well, that that's and that is the the way the talent added up. You know what I'm saying? That that just is what it is. I mean, sorry. I mean, I get it. You know, uh, LeBron and AD plus Russ was your big three, and maybe if you think about that in terms of star level, but there's also the point that maybe that's just not how you should be building teams anymore. You know what I'm saying? Clippers are doing all right. Right. One of the deepest right. teams I, in the league. I've said this a million I, times. You know, this is how this is how NBA teams operate now. You know? I actually think I've said this before. If Rob Polinka built this team in the offseason, they're a playoff team. Right. But, this version of it right now. Right. But when you're putting the plane together while you're in the air, it's a lot harder. Yeah. So let's get to this Shaq thing. So, Lindsay, where did Shaq say this? Uh, Shaq said this on Bally Sports. I have the sound. We can play that. He so it was during All-Star Weekend. Yes. I'm not sure that I've heard this. I've heard a lot of things from this weekend. I've not heard So Shaq made a bold proclamation about LeBron and his Lakers status, which gets back to the conversation you and I were having earlier about his, if they miss the playoffs this year, like, you know, can you make the case that it was not a success? Right. Well, Shaq definitely disagrees with the notion that it was not a success. Let's hear Shaq. I'm not the one that you should ask on that question. However, he did win a championship with the Lakers. And a lot of people say that don't count. Well, if you don't count his, you can't count Mitchell Tim Duncan's bubble championship. That's right, I said it. So if we're going to count Tim Duncan's championship that he had during the lockout year, I have to count that. So LeBron is one as a Laker. He broke the record as a Laker. Would I oppose him having a statue? I would not. If they want to give him a statue, I'd be fine with that. Great player, great for the league, and he did what he was supposed to do as a Laker. You know, but I think as a Lakers, Laker fan is real greedy. Yeah, you won that bubble championship, but you're going to give us another. So this is going to be a hot-button topic, I think, tomorrow when there's more people on the roads and everyone's back at work and sure. whatnot. When we get back into the uh, NBA oh my God. life cycle. Because this is this is the – this becomes the, <laughs> the, the clash of the people who – like our all-time Laker fans, like from day one, who like don't think of LeBron as a Laker. Like there's plenty of those people still. Oh, I know. I would say less and less as time goes by, but still plenty. Um, the clash of them versus the people that, I don't know, like just really appreciate basketball and say like, yeah, Shaq makes kind of some good points there. These are points that, again, any reasonable basketball fan has been making. And I'm not trying to say that Lakers fans are unreasonable. Ahem. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had something caught in my throat there. But I do think that what expectations are for a lot of Lakers fans is, and I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody, but like more so than a lot of local fan bases in this league, George, and you can speak to this having been in a lot of places, Lakers fans aren't watching a whole ton else of the NBA. Lakers fans are watching the Lakers. And it's when you're in that mindset of a franchise that one has, I don't want to say brainwashed, but to the point of what Shaq is talking about, about greed, it's like, yo, it doesn't take much to see that this method isn't going to work. And it's not because other players aren't fitting whatever system correctly. It's because this is not how you run a modern NBA franchise anymore. And to say on one level, all the Lakers care about is rings, but even though LeBron won one, he's not a real Laker. I I don't, I, I, frankly, I just don't understand that logic. 
um, on a basic level. And if you want to say, well, we're illogical, we're Lakers, and it's okay, well, that's fine. And these are the results you'll get. Uh, this team had not made the playoffs for the better part of a decade before LeBron showed up. LeBron shows up in two seasons, they win a championship. Bubble or not, that's not the point. They took home the Larry O'Brien trophy. And sometimes the reality of the real, is it just is what it is, George. You know what I'm saying? And if you look around the league right now, the way that certain teams go about things, the way that certain players feel about franchises and where they want to be and what they want to do some teams do it better than others and and that's okay it doesn't sort of great at your core existence as a fan or even as a franchise it just means that at this moment in the league this is hard George you know what I'm saying like teams are not by default good at this stuff just because they're popular or just because they're in a place that people know or just because people like their uniforms it's hard to do in terms of a building standpoint it's even harder from an execution standpoint and the Lakers right now are kind of behind on both yeah look I I, I get that for sure Um, but like you know, LeBron brings you a championship. He breaks the all-time scoring record, which was held by a Laker uh, previously. He's, you know, he's going to get some recognition in the building in some <laughs> yeah. way, shape, or form. Like, that's going to be the case when it's over. I just don't know what – I mean, I, I get what the expectation was on some level, which is, I guess, every no, time No, more than one up. championship. And by the way, maybe if Solomon Hill doesn't roll on LeBron's ankle and really ruin his sec- his maybe. third season here, yeah. they might – they they that team might have had a chance. They they were rolling. I think they were like twenty two and six when that happened. You right. know what I mean? Like they were the one or two seed at but, that point, and that derailed their season. But this is what I mean, George. Is that like the idea that like oh no, well we've got the best players. Just run the simulation so we can get straight to the parade. No, that that's why you play the games. And Correct. if you like actual basket, if you like right. actual basketball, that's the fun part. You know what I'm saying? And like that's why this has been so fascinating to see is because for everybody who wants to blame LeBron, are, are you watching the basketball? Like, last time I checked, LeBron's the best player on the team, uh, whether you like it or not. And that's unfortunate. But that's also part of the problem. Yes. That's what I'm saying is that, like, this is a structural issue. At 38 years old, he should not be still carrying this load that he's Totally carrying. agreed. And that's right. as much on the franchise as anybody else. And I, I don't think he thought he'd be carrying this kind of load at 38. I don't think so either. That was the whole point of making you know, hell and high water move in order to be able to get these other guys there is that you thought you'd be able to pass things off so that he could be sort of a secondary or a tertiary right. option. And that hasn't it become, happened. It becomes the conversation that we've had at nauseum, which is Anthony Davis has not been outside of the first year or two, the first year really that he was here has not lived up to that type of billing. No, because yeah. guess what? The rest of the league is playing too. Right. And they are improving and they're getting yeah. younger. It's real. Right. That's the fun and part Anthony the Davis injuries have mounted up. Yeah. And caught that, up. Part of the problem. Uh, All right. Coming up next, we're going to do Radio Tinder. We didn't get to the Derek Carr thing and the team that thinks they can win a championship with Derek Carr. So we'll get to that at 545. Plus more on MLB because it's that time of year where I want to know people's predictions. And there's no one whose predictions I want more than the big CY here when it comes to the MLB, particularly from the NL West standpoint. Because I actually think the NL West is going to be fairly fun this year. But we'll get Clinton's thoughts shortly. But Tinder... We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks, Christopher. This uh, tune is not like a great uh, bump back tune, if you ask me, but you know. <laughs> Columbo. Good job, Columbo. Hey, man. Columbo was like I mean, a real. Yeah. Wasn't Columbo. Um, I'm trying to remember. The actor's name was. Um, Peter Falk. Peter Falk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a deep pull for me. Yeah, good job. Yeah. I can't believe I actually knew that, but I did. Yeah. That is interesting I mean, that you knew that. Good job. 
rare like old white guy that I can just place. You know what I'm saying? That I'm on it, dude. Back know? in those days, like there were all those like murder mystery shows. Colombo, like, Kojak, Murder She Wrote. Obviously, Kojak was a beast. Yeah, Tell- Kojak, Telly Savalas with Tell- the lollipops. Come Telly on. was a god in the older black woman community. If you didn't know that. <laughs> Just want you to know that. All right. I explained this on the air last week. I'm like, every aunt of mine knew exactly who Telly Savalas was. Yeah. Telly Savalas walked in the building. You might have to change your plans for the night if you were there with someone. Telly Savalas also was in The Dirty Dozen, which is a very, uh, a movie. Oh, yeah. It was like, uh, you know, a very important movie like back then. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was Hall a of huge Famer cast. in yeah. the not quite handsome man community, but great looking guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's uh, what do you got, Lynn? Sorry. All right, so Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg over the weekend announced the upcoming launch of a new Meta Verified subscription service. Meta Verified will provide the verification for $11.99 per month on the web or $14.99 per month on the iPhone or iPad. Zuckerberg said that the service lets individuals verify an account with a government ID, they get a blue badge, and they get extra impersonation protection against accounts that are claiming to be you. It also comes with direct access to customer support, exclusive stickers, and access to increased visibility and reach. Do you think Isn't this basically what Elon is doing? Correct. It's kind of, but but the the difference is to me the government ID verification, which I think someday this is where we're all going to have digital IDs. Yes. I think someday people like they should make it so these social media accounts have to be verified by like an ID because that takes the cruel world of the anonymity away from it. So do I you, agree. I do agree with that. Well, yeah, that's my question. Yeah. Do you guys think that all social media apps should offer identity verification? Oh, I, I think they should. But I think it should be standard. I shouldn't have to pay for it. Like, what yeah, are we talking that's true, about That's here? true. These that's are two. Point. These are two separate matters. And that's where I don't know which way I'm swiping on this. But I, this is where, George, you know what it's like? It's like if you just let every kid at the high school buy a varsity jacket, they probably all would. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? But like those who played on the team are going to know the difference. And that's why this is so weird to me. It's like this attempt to sort of obviously shortcut whatever social or blah, blah, blah cachet to get to just the exterior metal. It, it just seems so obviously weird. And to to couch it under the idea of, oh, it's verification. We've got to know who you are. That's not what this is about. This is about the fact that certain people were left out of the popularity contest in their minds early and are trying to catch up for reasons that are, in fact, have nothing to do with why anybody was popular to begin with. It's a mess. And it's also just another way they can get your information that they already have. Bingo, bango. Or new information that they, they you've opted out of. <laughs> right. I don't think they're good. I feel like at this point they have all the information they could possibly get. And I think it's more like, again, like the, the government ID portion of it to me. It's not like. Yeah, I just don't feel. I, listen, I haven't had f- Facebook or Meta, whatever the hell you call it, for a decade or more. So it's not going to make a difference for me. I yeah, don't care. So I use I'm Facebook left. to let my parents know I'm not dead. And I don't do that by any way other than just posting my work on there. That's all I do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really do anything on. I've never. I, I mean, it's been ten, over a decade. Like, so, right. yeah, I'm all good. Next. All right. So, speaking of uh, daytime TV, I think Columbo was maybe. I don't know. No, Columbo was a night primetime prime program. Well, on the contrary, how dare you? My late aunt Nell would be mad at you for that. Yeah. On on the contrary, then Judge Mathis and the People's Court will soon deliver their final verdicts. Whoa! Yes, the popular daytime reality courtroom series have both been canceled after more than 20 years on the air. Close- now, People's Court, is that still the uh, his- the Hispanic lady, the Latina lady with the red hair? See, I think so. Yeah. I believe so. Well, like, I'm it's not it's it not Wapner. He's been long gone. No, Wapner's gone. Yes, like, he's, he's no longer long, with us. No longer I mean, with it was a final for a long many. time ago. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the no longer in the People's Court. Court is Judge Merrick. Melian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. And yeah. then you got Judge Mathis. And Judge Mathis, also a heavyweight in the judge category. Judge Judy just took them all out. Well, um, I, no, I don't think that's correct, well, actually, George. Let me finish. Let me Pardon? Finish. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let go me ahead. finish. Jump in the gun. Okay, so Judge Mathis, it's the end of his show after 24 seasons and the People's Court, 26th season. And this news comes a few months after popular daytime talk show Maury was canceled. In addition to, last year, the Ellen DeGeneres show, the Wendy Williams show, and Emmy-winning talk show, The Real. They were all canceled last year. So has streaming killed daytime television? Swipe left or swipe right? Uh, Okay, I'll go first. And I'll swipe right, but it's killed more than daytime television. But hold on. How has Judge Mathis been on for only two less seasons when the people's court? Yeah, that sounds... I remember when the people's court... 
or rather, I remember when Judge Mathis started, and People's Court has been on longer than I've been alive. Well, People's Court probably had the different, new... like the the schedule was different. They only had ten episodes versus okay. thirteen episodes. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, the that might be right. It, seasons could years. be are subjective. Yeah. Sure, right. That's, yeah. I guess that's true. You can self-select yeah. your seasons. Um, what I was going to say is this, though, George. I don't think that it's streaming that's killed specifically court shows. It's other court shows. Hot Bench, great show. Divorce court, where there's like two married people who are judges ruling on people's relationships. The court game has evolved from just somebody standing on Mount High telling you what you did wrong to like very specific stuff. The court TV game is not what it used to be. It's not. This isn't your father's people's court, George. No, it's I know. It's very, By the way, Judge Judy, a big hit in this household. Uh, oh, my wife so? loves yeah. loves Judge Judy. They just watched it a little while ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, by the way, People's Court, you were right, first aired... Um, so the original incarnation was in the 80s until 1993. All right. Um, and then they, uh, the new version of People's Court started, they did a revival in 1997, and the Milan era began in 1999. Got it. So that's where that's. So it's the Milan era yes. that will end for sure. Can we get so that? that? Leaving the door open for a potential new People's Court down the road if necessary. I mean, the People's Court is a, what, top 10 TV theme song of all time in America? Probably. Bon up. I mean, if you hear it, somebody's paying the cost. You know, <laughs> no no doubt. You're hearing no a doubt. gavel, and somebody's yeah. going to talk to the bailiff on the way out, too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, uh, yeah, the the People's Court had been around for a long time. Different incarnations sure. of the People's Court, though, obviously. Sure. Yes. Um, so, do streaming killing daytime talk shows? Daytime TV in general, really, because you got the court shows, and then, like I said, all those other ones where they yeah. were, like, like, relatively successful shows. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, I, I guess it seems like that could be the case on, uh, you know, on the periphery. But I'd like to see more evidence before I make a final uh, resolution and uh, hit my gavel on this one. See what I did there? <laughs> hey! But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think streaming has killed a lot of things, right? right. Like, you know, it's not just I think that it's also hurt uh, late night shows, I think, personally, too, to be honest with you. I agree. I was just thinking about it. Like, why do they like all of these shows canceled like pretty recently and it's like what are these people you know you think of like the what older, are they going to replace it with yeah like these older so people, i'll give you an example um a lot of local tv stations just go to local news because it's more profitable yeah mm. so it's, it's that, in, in real time more people watch it because it is more effective of their lives yeah right i mean news, because it, everybody wants to know the weather like we just talked about right, right. literally news and sports are the only thing that like you know you, you watch in real time. Yeah, and, and, and it, obviously local sports on local TV doesn't resonate the same way it used to, like back in the day. Like when I was a kid growing up, I would watch all these like Sunday night shows. You know what I mean? On oh, like the, the George local Michael TV sports machine. Oh, George Where Michael sports machine. Where do you think I cut my teeth in this business as an intern, learned how to be good? There it you was go. Literally with the George Michael sports machine. I wish WRC growing up. Yeah. I wish growing up I could have. Pressed one of those buttons on the sports. Oh, machine. I've done it a million times. Oh, I'm yeah. so jealous. Fantastic feeling. So, kids, you will never know what it's like <laughs> to watch George Michael's sports machine. That every Sunday night after the uh, local news, it would be on on the NBC affiliates, and uh, you could watch George Michael and his sports machine give you 30 minutes of the. It was basically Sports Center. I was going to say Center. the easiest way to describe it is that it was Sports Center, and to break it down to what how you actually constructed a show. The idea of music under highlights, not a thing until then. The idea of just exclaiming crazy catchphrases in the middle of something that nobody really understood. Right. The idea of like showing NASCAR and rodeo to America or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. George Michael Sports Machine, former radio DJ George Michael. Yep. Um, all right. What's next, Linz? One more. All right. Last one. Lakers owner Jeannie Bust has been the subject of criticism in recent years as the team has plenty of struggles. And she was recently apparently harassed by a LeBron fan on social media. And she exposed the guy while pointing out the behavior and comments that she doesn't want to see in her Twitter DMs. She posted the fans DMs on Twitter, which leads me to ask you guys, is it ever worth it to post a troll's DMs publicly? Swipe left or swipe right? Mm, I'm going to swipe right because i do think the 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 key word there is ever right i think that sometimes when it's so bad right and you know i think you need to kind of check people sometimes like happy would say check yourself right so i think you need to check people every once in a while to be like yo i'm not just here to be your punching bag okay like i don't respond but today i've had it and it's enough and that's a very human response i have no problem with genie bus checking people occasionally I, I, what was the actual question? Sorry, I was reading the actual Is it ever okay to post a troll's, like, uh, message to you? 
I mean, I'm going to swipe right because different people are affected different ways by different things, but this is not the one I would have posted. Like, this struck me as a little... I mean, maybe I'm reading the wrong one, but, like, this is... this. I, I would have assumed Gene Best is getting hundreds of messages like this every single day of the week. This is part of the job as the owner of the Lakers. Right. People I think just think she's clearly just had it, right? Sure. Like, that's fair. Like, right. That's it, fair. It was a but, breaking point, and that guy happened to be the... Right. I agree. I, I mean, okay. I don't think the stuff he wrote... People write that publicly to her. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I think she, what she took offense to, based on what I'm reading, is how did that guy get into her DMs to begin with? That you know part. What I mean? That's like, fair. Yeah, that's she, the she part has that them she closed, about, I guess. Yeah. That's fair, and that's different. But I will say this, and I know I spent a lot of time sort of knocking Laker fans for being out of touch and a little aloof. This is what you need to be doing, Laker fans, letting the franchise know how you feel because the current method of operation, not working. I will applaud any decent interaction with a team that you spend money, time, and your emotions on, I will not applaud breaking people's privacy to harass them personally. Yeah, that's silly. Come on, we, let's let's you know not let people same. live, man. Not you know the same, I mean? but rooting for your so, team, it's okay. Yeah. All right, that is uh, Radio Tinder each and every day at approximately five thirty or five thirty adjacent, as we'd like to say. Brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website tequilamandala.com. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, coming up next, let's get into this Derek Carr thing. There's a team out there that believes he is the missing piece for a championship. Plus. The big CY's MLB predictions throughout the show. We'll get to some of that. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The boys. Uh, Miles Teller, for those that don't know who that is, played uh, Goose's son in Top Gun Maverick. Got it. Oh, I know who this guy is. I've seen this guy before. Yeah. He was like the Hollywood It guy for a minute when that movie came out. Um, I I liked his character. You know, I didn't know what I would expect. I, I thought, like, initially going into that movie... I didn't know what to expect. I expected like overly cheesy. And while there is a, a semblance of that, it wasn't so much where it was like eye roll cheesy. It was kind of like, yeah, cheesy, lean into it. I like it. No Sedano uh, Sai? No, no, <laughs> I liked it. And especially with a character like that, which was so important to the first movie, to do the sun feels like, oh man, if, if this comes off trivial, like it's going to be bad for the movie. And I thought he, he did a nice job. So. Uh, I didn't. I, I went in with really low expectations for that movie, and maybe it's because coming to America, also, I you know I came in with such high expectations, and I was super disappointed with the sequel to that movie, and I think that had more to do with the PG thirteen thing than anything else. Yeah. Um, I thought that because I just saw, um, you people, uh, recently. Now, while I feel like the, I don't know if you have you seen it yet, Clinton. I'm not. You haven't. Oh, you people. I yeah. watched it. Don't yeah, plan, don't plan on seeing that. Really? With no. Eddie and uh, Jonah? Not remotely. You should. Uh, Christian was like, eh, and he actually liked it. Okay. So here's what I would say about the That's, movie. I'll watch it on a plane. Here, here's what I, there you go. Here's what I would say about you people, okay? Trying to do a little too much. There's a lot there that you're trying to accomplish, and I feel like you're you're pulling in a lot of different directions. Are you trying to be super funny romantic comedy? Are you trying to tell a story uh, about like race relations? Trying to intertwine those, not always super easy. Right. And and I feel like they kind of did it all. on. It was a little surface level on all of it, but the funny parts were funny. Right. So to me, at the end of the day, it's still a comedy. So it was enjoyable while not my favorite movie. Like it was, it, I didn't feel like the, 
the two hours or whatever it was, hour and 45 minutes were, were poorly spent. It just was like, oh, okay, it was fine. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to pull a Sedano here. Speaking of you people, mm. we need – and listen, Sedano, I love you. I love the fact that you respect my baseball acumen and knowledge, but pitchers and catchers have reported players have not. This is – me making predictions right now is like guys who pick their fantasy teams in week two of the preseason. Oh, You wow. know what I'm saying? It's a little early, especially because WBC is a thing and yeah. all this other stuff. So we can do that. But we got to talk about these pickleball teams. Okay. George, what is going on? We are at a crisis right now yeah. as Lindsay walked into the studio during the break and said, we got to figure this out. We got to figure out what's going on. You know how sometimes where it's like, yeah. you know, you got the big holiday dance coming up at school and nobody's really right. done anything. We got to figure out who's putting up the garlands, who's going to get the food, what's going on with the pickleball situation on yeah. your side of the court, if I may, George. So let, let, me, let me do this real quick because Beto has already texted me. What is Beto talking about? We'd Early like to know. Earlier today, he said, "Do you want to? Should we practice tomorrow?" And I said, "Cappy can't do it." And he wrote, "Forget him." <laughs> okay. See, this is the problem here. Beto is like trying to partner up with everybody, and so it is now led to nothing but a whole bunch of confusion, and nobody knows whose partner is whose because Beto's like, "Oh, I'm that it's person." It's not I'm even that confusion. Person. It's that this is not softball. It's okay. a completely different situation okay. on so, the basics of rosters. You so know? He, he, here's the thing. So Cappy's got a wedding to go to on Tuesday afternoon. Don't get me started. I have no idea what that's sure, all about. Whatever. But, but nonetheless, all right, so I'm looking at the Wednesday weather. Now, high winds during the day, okay? We're talking about, like, winds at 25 to 35 miles per hour. Winds could occasionally gust to 50. Yeah, okay? that's, that's out. Outdoor pickleball is out in that situation. Right. So that's the problem. So we could do tomorrow, potentially, um, because the, the winds will be 10 to 20, which is fairly normal. Like, that's fine. George, we're talking about two different things here, though. My question is, who is going to be on whose team? Oh, I gotta play with Cappy though. Okay, that's fine. But what? Yeah. What? What? Okay. What? Was I mean, the if issue? I had my Lay choice, I would play with someone who would take this a little more seriously. But nonetheless, I am here for it. Okay, like, I'm here for the gag. Well, what? What? What exactly is Cappy's stance from an effort standpoint? Not a winning standpoint, which is not the same as effort. Well, his effort has Lay been talk is what what he always does: big talk and very little results at the moment. Right. And he's said what as far as what he plans to contribute from an effort standpoint? Little to none. Oh, I mean, he's the one that, you know, has talked a big game about wanting to practice and all that stuff. And then again, when push came to shove that one day, like I he texted me at 1130 in the morning at that point wow. when I knew by then, like, oh, he's not coming. <laughs> so I, and he's like, yeah, not feeling well, <laughs> too much partying. I, I think that Cappy's going to like bring it because you know he comes from he's got pickleball in his blood well he's, he does charlie kaplan a pickleball champion uh there's no question but i don't know i mean listen let me you know what let me talk to the wife in this next break yeah and i'm we, gonna see like what tomorrow looks like because i also okay. need to tomorrow is doable for me oh that's tough actually because i'm doing mason in ireland but here's my thing is that oh, like oh pe- yeah. i know that's tough i'm like people this isn't softball you yeah. can't just stand around with eight other people for most of the game. Yeah. And then when one thing gets hit to you, put your beer down and throw the ball back, Laura. Wait. So my thing is, I think we're the only show that has no idea who's with what. Like, I know Sedano's with Cap. Lindsay and I are still trying to figure us out because she thought she was with Beto. But then Be- you thought Beto was with you. So does anybody actually besides Sedano and Cap know who their partner is? No. But my point is sort of separate, which is that on Friday on the show, Beto's like, well, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to show up and drink and try to lose. I'm like. He said he has to leave after yeah, the first right. round. Right. So, so which my genuine question is, and this is not even a joke, why are you playing? You know what I'm saying? Because like if you don't want to, if you can't actually engage in it, well, I mean, people are going to care, and I don't care about winning, but I don't want to put somebody out there who doesn't want to actually be there. And I know Beto's right. a competitive guy, but I'm trying to figure this out. What should I do? I don't know. I don't know. Very Good difficult. Question. Very so tricky. I, 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 got my, I got my paddle today, though, George. I have that in my hand. Excellent. I'm holding it in my left Excellent. hand right now. Excellent. So. I cannot play this weekend because I will be in Denver uh, for no a game deal. this weekend. Very well. Uh, so during the week, and again next week, it looks like it's going to rain again on Tuesday, Wednesday. So we got to find start- an indoor court is what we need to do. No, I, we could get outdoor. It's just the it's just bad timing. You know what I mean? Like we could do. You have Mason Ireland. Though, I have Mason in Ireland tomorrow. Yeah, indoor that, court solves all these problems though. Well, outside of the time one. Yeah, I could yeah, do it. Time from is also live, the problem. Live, I'll take yeah. the I'll take the Comrex to a court and just just play by play our pickleball workouts. Yeah, outside. I, I, no, let me let happen. me kind of figure out. I mean, Wednesday's still doable. Um, I mean, 
I don't know, 25 miles per hour out here. I mean, I think I think we can make that work. I honest. don't know that that's what we want to do. Do we you, have? You should try and find a place that's like closer out here to the studio. I think we should try to find an indoor court. Is what I think we should find. All right, let, let's, let's let's still workshop this. A yes, we're moving on. I'm just I'm just saying because yeah. again, this isn't beer league softball that is naturally conducive to standing around and doing nothing. So why don't you get Lindsay as your partner? That's fine. I'm just and then I, you guys because what I'm saying is that like if there's one person playing on both sides, you're defeating the purpose of having two people on the team because then it's just gonna be hard. Right. You need to have doubles. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. no point in being there if you're not gonna play, and that's fine if you don't want to play. If you want to show up and. Have a great time. That's but he a, did say he wanted to practice, so apparently he's into it. Right, but the he sandbagging. Just wants to practice for the bit. The sandbagging is very confusing. I agree. You know what I'm saying? And I love Beto. Why he don't we this. just call him? That's fine too. But that's he's going to run bits and he's going to be talking about how he just wants to disrupt the whole thing because that's all he ever wants to do. He is a disruptor. <laughs> no, well, he wants to be a disruptor and he does this yeah. disrupt well. But he the just point wants is, to is show that up and get drunk. Pickleball is yep. not like a disruptor thing. You go out there, there's two of you against two other people. You have to play offense and defense the whole time. It's not yeah. one or the other. See, if you team up with Lindsay. Then you guys are a team. Sedano and Cap's a team, and then I'll just manage. That's fine. And by yell me. at you guys. That's fine by me. We'll see. I like that, that idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's not a bad no. idea at all. But we'll see. Beto uh, has to work his way back into my good graces at this point. Once he said, "I'm looking to lose," I was like, "All right, well, what are we doing here?" Well, let, let's just call him in the next segment. That's fine. But in the interim, let's do it. The, the New York Jets, the Jetropolitans, okay, <laughs> have said, according to Jeff Darlington of ESPN. That Derek Carr is the type of quarterback that can win them a championship. Do you think the Jets are that good? Like, I mean, they have no. good young talent. I don't think Derek they Carr have is a great good. defense. No, that, that, the Jets are delusional. Let, let's be real. For the entirety of my adult and general sentient lifetime, the Jets have been completely because they're basically saying that Derek Carr is their Joe Flacco. Like, this is the Ravens and like whatever. You That's know, like nuts. I don't know if I buy that either. Am I, did I miss something with the Jets last year? Like, like their defense really good, but it's not that good. No. Not I mean, Ravens What good. are we talking about here? No, the Ravens are like, they give up less than 10 points a game. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I just watched a 30 for 30 about it three days ago. It was great, yeah. by the way, if you haven't seen that. No, the Jets are out of their minds, and also Derek Carr is not that good. That's a personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, he's just all right. He's all right. He's a team yeah. that could use him as a team, like, I don't know, like a team that already has an offense that needs a spark. I think the Commanders actually come to mind in this particular Or situation. San Francisco. Or San Francisco, right. Could use him, but... A team that's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna let Derek Carr handle everything while the defense takes over. That's that, the Jets aren't. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, either. I'm not buying yeah. that either. By the way, did you watch any of the XFL or USFL or any of that stuff? 100. percent I don't watch USFL. I watched XFL mainly because I had friends that were at and or covering these games, and I'm oh. like, let me just tune in. A yeah. funny thing happened in the Defenders game last night. Not to get all DC on you, but they stopped a beer snake from happening. Are you familiar with beer snakes? I'm not. So beer snakes are when you stack all the cups. Oh, the go, cups. That whole deal. Yes. Yeah, which yes. is wildly yes. unsanitary and disgusting. Yeah, and so Audi Field, which is where the D.C. Defenders play, shut it down. Mm. And I'm told, we did an Around the Horn investigation on this, mm. George, that people started throwing lemons on the field. That's not the investigative part. That's what we knew because yeah. they were mad at security. But apparently it's because they were serving spiked vodka lemonade, vodka lemonades with like three-quarter full lemons. For whatever reason, they're just Not offloading good. citrus into okay. these drinks, and people started flinging them at the field. I was like, yo, that is out of pocket, but also hilarious. I think they'll be changing the garnish for those, Lens, in the next couple days at that game for that team, personally. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch any of it, and I'm going to be honest, I'm probably not going to watch it. It's not bad football. It's mm. about triple-A football. That's probably where I'd put it. Like yeah. I, I was marginally entertained, and I wasn't watching every second of it, but I kept it on. Yeah, and I listen, I'm a team player of team players. And I'll, I'll tell you, if you love football, go watch it. It's just not for me. Right, I don't love football, so. I mean, I, I, I do. I, I love football for like, you know, four or five months out of the year, and then that's it. I need a break. I'm good. Right. Yeah. Did they have any, like, cool names on the back of their jersey, like, he hate me? No, it wasn't that kind no. of a deal. Okay. But um, Dwayne Johnson, our favorite friend, definitely opened up the proceedings in – Arlington? Arlington. He mm -hmm. was wearing a football the, jersey the at the time. Renegades? Is that the yeah, and he got on a plane and made it yeah. the next day to the to the D.C. game. So Good for him. That was cool, yeah. There you go. All right, coming up next, we'll try to track down Beto. And also, we get back into baseball. I want to talk about this NL West. I think the NL West is going to be trickier than people think, potentially. Uh, so we'll dive into that. Adam Silver also has some uh, chatter about load management. I don't know if fans are going to love that. All that 